Well, we have come to 36 days and counting until we go to the ballot box, we cast our vote, we see which way we're going to go as a country. Do we keep capitalism and the free market economy that has given everyone in this country freedom and liberty and prosperity? Or do we open the door to socialism in this country? Now, as well as being 36 days away, we are on the eve of the first presidential debate. We have been talking about it for months and months. And will Joe Biden actually show up? Will Joe Biden halfway through the debate have to have a nap? You know, and I think on the on the eve of the first presidential debate, tomorrow nine o'clock, uh, you get ninety minutes. It's in Cleveland at the uh, I have it in front of me, the Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland Clinic. Will Joe Biden? You know, he he'll be there. But here's the thing. So today he finished his day at 9:52 in the morning that was it he was done now over the weekend things didn't go accordingly uh the right to plan as far as joe biden goes over the weekend he said this that he got to the senate 180 years ago uh, that's a pretty long time to be in the senate there joe um, his wife did an interview over the weekend with Jake Tapper, and now listen to this, because this is exactly how it went. Jake Tapper, uh, uh, on a, a Sunday, he does a show, the State of the Union or something like that. This was yesterday. So he says, you know, uh, your husband has been known to make the occasional gaffe. Now, let's not go any further real quick, because I'm going to give you the gaffes that Joe Biden makes. You ready? Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. <laughs> Interesting. We choose truth over facts. Or how about this? You know, okay, that corn pop, corn pop was a bad dude. And you know, I, I used to have kids jumping on my lap and they touched my, the leg, the hair on my legs. And the, my hair would stand up, and I and I like kids touching my legs, and I used to like kids jumping on my lap. Or he was in the middle of the debate stage at the Democratic debates, and he says, "If you're if you're with me, go to go to Joe three o three three o." Now, how about during the Democrat caucus where he says, "You're a you're a lying to a 21 year old woman." You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier, and I was a Democratic caucus. How can one person be a caucus? <laughs> you know, we, we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women are created by the, oh, created by the, oh, you know, you, you, you know the thing. Hey, how about when he was talking to a voter, and he says, you're, you're too old to vote for me. You know, hey, fat, hey, fat. Let's do let's do push-ups. How about early in his career? I I prostitute myself to big donors. Or he says a, a th you know it's all about a three-letter word, jobs. J O B S. How about Biden going? Well, my state, you know, my state was a slave state. You can't go into a 7-Eleven without a slight Indian accent. 
as well as Dunkin' Donuts. You, you can't go in there unless you have a slight Indian accent. Or how about when there was a, a prominent politician named Chuck said, uh, stand up, Chuck, let, let them see you. Oh, well, here's the thing. Chuck, who he was referring to at the time, is in a wheelchair. You know, he was talking about Barack Hussein Obama. Well, he's the first articulate and mainstream African-American and bright and clean and a, a nice looking guy. I mean, that's that storybook. Oh, because there, I guess in Joe Biden's mind, there's never been articulate, bright and clean African-Americans before. He says the next the next president, Barack America. How about in 2012, he's, uh, when he's on the campaign trail, if Romney wins and Ryan, uh, they're, they're going to put y'all back in chains. And, you know, if you don't know whether you're for me or whether you're for Trump, well, then you ain't black. You know, he's even plagiarized. He plagiarized Bernie Sanders. He plagiarizes, uh, he used to plagiarize this British politician, Neil Kinnock. You know, how about he says police, by the way. Police have become the enemy. So all those gaps combined. This is so, think about that, because we're still on the topic of Jake Tapper asking Jill Biden, because Lord knows Joe Biden couldn't sit that long, especially when tomorrow night he's got to do an hour and a half with Donald Trump. By the way, the debate tomorrow, Chris Wallace is moderating the debate. So get ready for Joe Biden and Chris Wallace versus Donald Trump. We'll get into the topic some a little bit later on. But anyway, so Jake Tapper questions Jill Biden yesterday about her husband's gaffes. This is what she said. Oh, you can't go there. What you can't go there? Uh, after after Donald Trump, you can't even say the word gaff. Tapper says, I can't even say the word gaff, and he's laughing about it. He thinks it's funny. She says, nope, done, it's gone, over, so over. And guess what Jake Tapper, so-called journalist on fake news CNN did? Refused to bring it up, refused to keep going with it. And that brings me to the point that I want to make. 1976. There was an act passed by Congress. It was called the Government in Sunshine Act. Now, it's a U.S. law, you can look it up for yourself, passed in 1976 that affects the operations of the federal government, Congress, federal commissions, and other legally constituted federal bodies. It's for, you know, it's one of a number of Freedom of Information Acts, also known as FOIA requests so we have a constitution as well that's supposed to ensure a freedom of the press but i continue to argue that we really at this point in time if journalists want to continue to act as democrat foot soldiers and act as if they're activists then we really need a freedom from the press so the point I'm making is that more transparency is needed and we want more transparency as an American people having these people elected to serve, protect, and ensure that we can be prosperous and guarantee us our freedom 
and liberty living in the most free country there's ever been in this entire world does joe biden give that does joe biden give more transparency think about what he did today his campaign events he was done at 9 52 in the morning and this isn't the first time it's happened joe biden has continuously all throughout this campaign cycle he's been done before 10 in the morning if not he's done at 10 a.m like he was today donald trump when he's doing his rallies when he's out talking to the actual american voters who him and joe biden are are wanting their votes you know they want you me us we the people to vote for them to give them the position of the most powerful person in the entire world joe biden finishes at 10 a.m donald trump finishes at 10 p.m and sometimes goes even longer than that he said on friday you know you want a president that's going to work his tail off i didn't say tail by the way but for radio purposes i'm saying tail for the american people joe biden is not the person to do that how can joe biden negotiate with world leaders if he can't even he can't even read a teleprompter correctly by the way tomorrow night there will be no teleprompter joe biden he's been rehearsing and rehearsing and rehearsing and practicing i'm still surprised that he's even going to make it i'm surprised no one in the campaign you know we're, we're hearing the little rumors and whispers that oh maybe someone in the campaign will get COVID, and then this way he doesn't he'll say oh i have to quarantine and then he won't have to show up for the debates by the way we have the new york times oh the new york times and their big massive bombshell that donald j trump has only paid 750 dollars in taxes read through do me a favor and just don't read the headlines about it read through the entire new york times article and understand that donald trump has paid millions of dollars in taxes now anyway even if he did only pay 750 dollars why isn't anyone saying wow good for you you know you used the tax codes and the tax loopholes that are there that are totally legal that are laws to save your own money now think about it don't we want that guy on our team and by the way with with paying less taxes how about the money the, you know the lives that he's created how he's created careers for people that have worked for him all that money that he's gained through all of his uh, trump organizations and casinos and you know the different buildings and the trump towers that he's built and created and navigated through which by no means is any easy feat i mean think compare that how many people <clears throat> has donald trump employed and given them thousands and thousands of dollars donald trump wherever whatever he's doing in his life whether it's in the private sector or now he's in uh obviously public the public sector you know serving the public serving the american people he has always created jobs donald trump has created thousands and thousands of jobs he's even brought them back from overseas because joe biden and the democrat party the eight long years the nightmare that was barack hussein obama president hope and change because all those jobs left they went to china and biden he says 
No, they're they're good people. And you know, he's toasting a glass with President Xi, and he says, quote, we built this together. Now that's what I want Donald Trump to bring up tomorrow night, and I'll get into that uh more as the program uh progresses. Now, there's a saying that all politics are local. So I have to get into what happened locally yesterday. Now I live in Buffalo. This, it, you look up on the map. This is Erie County. Mark Polencars is the Erie County executive. So he controls the county. He's the most powerful man here. He's a Democrat. I don't agree with the, just about anything he does. He, I did praise him though and give him credit uh, when the rioting first started at the beginning of the summer. I thought he was very supportive um, of our police and was. Uh, was uh good as far as you know holding criminal activity and criminals accountable for their actions so he's been real bit you know he drinks the kool-aid as far whatever andrew cuomo governor of new york city and that's about it whatever he says mark poland cars goes right along with it so he's been all about the mask mandate and making sure that no one can have a good time throughout the whole summer and you know we have the infection the survival rates that I'll continue to talk about. So here's the thing, though, with Mark Polencars. Yesterday, he was pictured at a golf tournament. And he is, he's got about, let's see, two, four, six, eight, ten, about 15 to 20 guys around him. So much more than 10 as far as the whole, um, you know, limiting uh, large gatherings. And so there's no social distancing, by the way. Not a single one of them is fixed six feet away from the other one. And there's not a single person out of every one of, of his posse here that is wearing a mask. Not a single one. And this was his explanation. You know, yesterday a picture of me was taken with members of a golf team I was on while not wearing a mask. Listen to the explanation. You ready for this? I just plain forgot to wear one. It happens. So here's the thing. If you look at the picture, and you can just look it up, Mark Polencar's mask, you'll, you'll see the picture. There's pizza on the table in front of him. So he didn't forget to order the pizza. There's beer cans all throughout the table. There's even a cooler in front of the man himself so therefore they didn't forget to order pizza they didn't forget to have beers they didn't forget to have a good time yet every other business every other person is being told oh you gotta wear masks you gotta stay six feet away you know if you stand up in a restaurant you better have a mask on but once you sit down no that's totally fine now your mask can come off and this guy says i forgot to wear it well, how about the businesses that he has shut down here? How about businesses that aren't coming back? You know, did he plain forget about that? Did he plain forget about, you know, thinking that that it, it's rules for everyone else? You know, the same rules for thee, not for me. Do as I say, not do as I do. And this is the Democrat part. You can, you can bring it locally and nationalize it. You know, how many times have we seen Joe Biden 
out there not wearing a mask. How many times have we seen news reporters? We had Caitlin Collins on CNN who's questioning Kaylee McEnany over not wearing a mask. Yet as soon as the camera stopped rolling, she takes her mask off but thinks that's just totally fine. You know, that's the entire Democrat Party. Joe Biden, hey, he wants a national mask mandate. Is that something that we really want as a nation? Now, that being said, the numbers of coronavirus and the survival rates don't change yet. The C oh, listen to this. So the CDC director, right, uh, Robert Redfield, he was um, he, so he was talking about this uh, Scott Atlas. Scott Atlas, by the way, is um, uh, a doctor as well. And Scott Atlas was saying that uh, you know, this he was criticizing um, Redfield. And uh, Redfield gets on there, right? And uh, apparently an employee of NBC News heard him saying this. And he says, everything he says is false. And Scott Atlas, by the way, has been totally um, against what Redfield, what the CDC are putting out there. He's been saying that, yeah, you do not need to live in fear. And by the way, the numbers back up what Atlas has been saying. Now what Redfield say, uh, everything he says is false with no proof, with no evidence behind it. The evidence is in the CDC's own website, the survival rates of coronavirus between the ages of zero to 19. The survival rate from coronavirus, 99.997% between if you're between the ages of 20 to 49. The survival rate of coronavirus, 99.98%. If you're between the ages of 50 to 69, the survival rate, 99.5%. People over the age of 70, 94.6%. It, it, you know, it, 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 the survival rate is there. You can see it for yourself. What do we just go around now? Do we live in fear? Thank God. I mean, at least down in Florida, they're not doing it anymore. So I, I really give Ron DeSantis um, a lot of praise for the way that he's handled coronavirus. Compare that and contrast to, well, let's see. Let's, oh, we got COVID patients here. You know, no, no, no. It doesn't matter that we have the USNS Comfort given to us by the President of the United States and the federal government. Or it doesn't matter if we turn the Javits Center into a mobile coronavirus hospital. That doesn't matter. That looks too good as far as the federal government and Donald Trump goes. No, I know where we'll put COVID patients. We'll put them into nursing homes. And then I'll write a book about it. That's what the governor of New York City has done here in this state. Another local story, by the way, came out uh, was the Buffalo Police Department today where today said uh, at the Erie County Board of Elections where people vote that uh, they're on scene of a suspicious substance that was inside of an envelope received at the Erie County Board of Elections. And by the way, um, I have a friend there who confirmed that it was led back to anthrax. So that's fantastic. Seems like this whole mail-in voting thing is working really well. Now let me, um, let me stay on the topic of, of uh, mail-in voting because Project Veritas today released this this video um, about and by the way um, I was talking about this on Friday that um, he was previewing it was um, James O'Keefe 
So the guy's name, and this uh, this is ballot harvesting um, to a T. The guy's name, I wanted to get the um, Twitter account. It's King Laban one So he's got a video, and like I said, James O'Keefe released it. And it's and it's this guy. He's he's on there bragging about all the ballots that he has, and he's he's even got a video on there two in the morning, and I'm still working and um, collecting absentee ballots. There's another video that um, Project Veritas Project Veritas released, and they like it's it's got this guy on here saying all seniors they took every ballot. When you vote, they mark you off. Then you get in the van, and they give you cash. You know, it, and this is happening um, in Minnesota. This was uh, in the area where um, uh, Minneapolis, downtown Minneapolis, where Ilhan Omar is the congresswoman, or as I like to call her, Islam Omar. Now, the guy, King Laban, one, is on there saying money is the king in everything. And how, you know, literally bragging, he says, my car's full. Here's all the absentee ballots. You know, and that, that is what happens if we have mail-in voting, universal mail-in voting, which the Democrat Party, I've been warning on this program that this is all a scam by the Democrat Party who know they have a weak candidate, who know there's no enthusiasm, who knows that there's no energy whatsoever, there's no drive, there's no desire, there's no motivation, no inspiration to vote for this guy. A guy that closes his campaign, has no events scheduled for the rest of the day, done at 10 in the morning. Is that really the guy we want to give power to? So again, incredible reporting done by James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Now there was more Flynn, uh, Michael Flynn, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, who was being dragged through hell by this judge, um, Emmett Sullivan. Now it was on here, this uh, new Flynn filing, and it's the techno um, fog uh, who always is uh, releasing documents as is um, the uh, undercover um, Huber account, which I would really encourage anyone to give that a follow on the Twitter box. So listen to this. Flynn, more um, uh, emails and uh, handwritten notes. Flynn was on path to closure until the Kislyak. Um, Kislyak is the Russian ambassador. So they say here, Flynn was on the path to closure until the Kislyak conversation. Pursuit of the Logan Act started in uh, spring of 2017. Government case notes from 2018 admit Flynn has a bad memory and doesn't remember small details. Now, we know the Logan Act, which you can't you just see Sleepy Joe bringing it up because the Logan Act, no one, zero, no one has ever been prosecuted under the Logan Act. That's how far the FBI was reaching to get um, Trump's picked national security advisor because they knew that they had nothing else. You know, they were relying, as we now know from last Thursday, all the um, new email drops and documents, we know that they were relying on someone that is a was a Russian asset. 
that between 2009 and 2011, the FBI had a counterintelligence investigation going about this guy. You know, so um, that's what you see uh, in uh, spring of 2017. Now, remember that in January of 2017, well, that's when the meeting goes down between Obama and between Biden and acting Attorney General Sally Yates, FBI Director James Comey, news about him in a minute, and CIA Director John Brennan, then James Clapper. And then a day after, on January 6, 2017, not only does this report come out about Russia's interference into the election, but then you had Comey and Clapper go to Trump Tower and say to then-President-elect Trump, Comey says, hold on, dear, you go outside for a second, Clapper, and I'll talk to the president. Hey, there's this so-called dossier that's out there that's going to get into the media, but you don't worry about it, Mr. President-elect, because it's salacious and it's unverified. All while James Comey and the FBI were utilizing that dossier as the basis for their FISA warrant to spy on Carter Page, to spy on Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, in an effort to spy on George Papadopoulos as well, in an effort to spy on Donald Trump's campaign. Now, more news on that um, in a second. The Washington Post, by the way, I don't know if Biden thinks this is helping him, but the Washington Post has come out today and says, hey, we're, we're all in. Joe Biden for president. You know, like I said, I don't think that sways any person's mind. Um, so now let me get into the, uh, I had to throw that in there because I don't want it for you. A lot of times, I have a lot of different documents and uh, papers in front of me and, you know, screenshots I want to get to. Sometimes I forget about stuff, but I wanted to get in there, Washington Post. So there you go. Think about this, though. Any article coming forward now in the next 36 days from the Washington Post Remember the Washington Post today on September 28th has officially come out and endorsed Joe Biden. Take every article you read from the Washington Post with uh, with a grain of salt as well as I you know I who's believing the New York Times anymore? This whole bombshell piece they have about the tax returns is just incredible. Um Donald Trump uh on Twitter today the president responded to the New York Times' um, reporting. The fake news media, he tweeted, just like election time 2016 is bringing up my taxes and all sorts of other nonsense with illegally obtained information and only bad intent. I paid many millions of dollars in taxes but was entitled, like everyone else, to depreciation and tax credits. Also, if you look at the extraordinary assets owned by me, which the fake news hasn't, I am extremely under leveraged. I have little, I have very little debt compared to the value of assets. Much of this information is already on file, but I have said, but I have long said that I may release uh, financial statements from the time I announced I was going to run for president, showing all properties, assets, and debts. It is a very impressive statement and also shows that I am the only president on record to give up my yearly $400,000 plus presidential salary. Like I said, have you ever seen a more transparent president 
than Donald Trump. A man that is not making a profit at all. He's never taken a penny from his presidential salary. And why is that? Because of all the money he has racked up, he's made in being in the private sector, in being a smart, intelligent businessman. Now think about this. All this money that he saved through using tax loopholes and tax laws that are completely 100% legal to do, he's saving money for himself. Now, it, when 2015 came around five years ago, he comes down the escalator and says, hey, I'm here for you. I'm here to make America great again. Well, where do you think all that money that he saved for himself, he uses the same strategy, the art of the deal. You got to be ready. You got to be willing at any point in time, even if it's the last very second before you sign the deal, you have to be willing to walk away from the negotiation. Now he's doing that for this country, for all of us, for millions and millions of Americans. You know, why is that such a bad thing? To me, I don't think, and at this point, I really don't think a majority of the American people care. I don't think anyone's vote is being swayed whatsoever. Now, the New York Times obviously thinks it's going to be, but I don't see it happening whatsoever. I think Trump's base is totally solidified. I think a lot of Democrats who were JFK, moderate, working-class Democrats, have already come over to Donald Trump's side and said, look, this, this Democrat party is no longer the party of the American family of the working class it's a party of radical insane leftist socialism and that's what you're going to get if joe biden god forbid would ever become president of this country now earlier today fake news cnn's brian stelter who has written a book called hoax and this this guy is such a loser this is a guy who is just hell-bent on bringing down Fox News and in the process bringing down Donald Trump. It's like the only thing that this guy does is watch Fox News and listen to talk radio. Not because he likes talk radio and the, the information that the mainstream media refuses to tell you, but because he's a loser and he has nothing better to do other than try and persuade people to listen and watch garbage fake news CNN other than listen to talk radio and watch Fox News. So now this guy who is, think about this, has made this book, Hoax it's called, and is, is profiting off of this book. Now the Steele dossier, okay, Stelter, this was, um, uh, the he was on Hugh Hewitt's um, radio program earlier today, and Stelter was, he was totally ignorant about the dossier, which he has reported on almost, probably at this point, thousands of times. But he says, so here's what Hugh Hewitt says. We know the end of some stories that you criticize Fox for their coverage of uh, the Mueller report. There was no collusion, correct? And this is what Stelter says. You know, I'm not going to play a game about a word that is irrelevant to the question at hand. There's still a lot we don't know about the president's ties with Russia. Again, very uh, unprofessional, right? The phone call. Now, Hugh Hewitt says, but Brian... That kind of asks, that begs the question, your criticism in hoax, the book that Brian Stelter wrote, a lot of it is based on the coverage of the Mueller investigation and how they downplayed it and called it a hoax. It turns out there was no collusion and it turns out we know 
uh, this week, you could uh, you couldn't have known it um, during writing hoax. He says, you know, the primary subsource of the Steele dossier is a Russian agent. I think there's a fantasy land that Fox promotes, he says. And then he went on to say, um, well, Hugh Hugh had asked another question. So will you at least agree with me that the primary subsource of the dossier has been revealed to be a Russian agent? Listen to this. I literally do not know because I'm a media reporter. To which Hewitt replied, okay, and by the way, I'm, it's not like I'm a big fan. I know Hugh Hewitt's a conservative, but I'm by no means a fan of Hugh Hewitt. This is a guy that has ties with just about every single swamp creature there is in Washington, D.C. But Stelter, I hate to disappoint you. I just, I don't cover the dossier over the air. Now, we know that that is just a complete and utter lie. And how easy is it to see that it's a lie? Go back and see all the times Stelter and CNN have covered and have almost used it as gospel. This fake Hillary Clinton funded Russian dossier that Steele wrote that now we know through documents that the news media never wanted to get a hold of whatsoever that proved that the subsource that Steele used to write his dossier, which was completely full of lies, James Comey himself says that salacious, it's unverified, were from a Russian agent. And the FBI went with it. Now, as far as Donald Trump goes, at some point, the media is going to have to cover this because this is the third the third nomination he's got for the Nobel Peace Prize. This time by an um by um Australian law professors for what they are calling, listen to this now, the Trump Doctrine against endless wars. While speaking with Sky News in Australia, law professor David Flint explained why he decided to nominate Donald Trump. The Trump Doctrine is something extraordinary, as so many things that Donald Trump does. He is guided by two things, which seem to be absent from so many politicians. He has first common, he firstly has common sense, and he is only guided by a national interest. Hello, what do you think Make America Great Again is all about? And therefore, in our circumstances, an interest in the Western alliance, um, Flint said. What he has done with the Trump doctrine is he has decided he would no longer have America involved in endless wars. Wars which achieve nothing but the killing of thousands of young Americans and enormous debts imposed on America. Um, he says he did it, he achieved this because he negotiated against all advice, but he did it with common sense. So that is a third nomination for a Nobel Peace Prize for Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump, who got a peace deal with Israel, with the United Arab Emirates, with Bahrain. Now think, what has Joe Biden done in the Middle East? Joe Biden, and by the way, Donald Trump, on top of all of that, did kill Soleimani. 100% of the ISIS caliphate wiped out. Al-Baghdadi 
totally gone, destroyed. Americans, there will never be American bloodshed because of those three people and groups again. Now, Joe Biden, and I praise Barack Obama because he killed bin Laden. And bin Laden, obviously, 9-11 and the many terrorist attacks he, you know, uh, set out all throughout the entire world was a disgusting, awful, coward, son of a gun human being. And he deserves to burn in hell. So when Barack Obama, because it happened under Barack Obama's watch, the death of Osama bin Laden. Now, Biden was even against the raid that took out bin Laden. Joe Biden, same person, Joe Biden, voted for the Iraq war. Joe Biden has never been on the right side of any foreign policy that has benefited the United States. So why now, after 47 years involved in politics, 51, uh, if you count before uh, he got to Washington, you know, why would he now change his stance? Why would he now have all the right answers? And don't take my word for uh, Donald Trump getting us out of nego um, uh, negotiating to the point where we're out of endless wars. Listen to uh, David Flint, the Australian law professor, the Trump doctrine, he's calling it. I mean, what a fantastic name, uh, by the way. Now, I should have now I, I'm a little at fault here because I probably should have started the program off by giving my congratulations to Amy Coney Barrett, who this weekend uh, in uh, the, uh, Donald Trump nominated to be uh, the uh, his Supreme Court, his third Supreme Court justice um, nomination. And, you know, listen, uh, Lindsey Graham's got the timeline um, mapped out, so we'll get to that momentarily. But the attacks have already started. Chuck Schumer, Senate Minority Leader. People should be able to look up to someone like Chuck Schumer. You'd think, right? He says, nope, it's it's illegitimate as far as picking Coney Barrett, right? Because he can't get over the fact that in 2016, the American people voted to elect Donald J. Trump as president of the United States. Therefore, being president, controlling the executive branch, Donald Trump has the sole pick to choose who he's going to nominate to the Supreme Court. Now, on top of that, in 2018, the American people voted to give, uh, decided to give the majority in the Senate to the Republican Party. So the Supreme Court um, nomination that the president puts forward, the Senate gets to either, conf you know, they get the authority to have advice and consent. It's something called the Constitution. You're in the position you are now, Charles E. Schumer, because your guy, Harry Reid, in 2013, when he was Senate Majority Leader, got so frustrated with the Constitution and said, and as Mitch McConnell points out, he decided to break the rules of the Senate. He decided to end the filibuster so that all he needed was a majority, and Mitch McConnell warned him. He warned him seven years ago. Well, this is what you're going to do. You're just going to break the rules of the Senate. And you know, in the future, he said sooner, maybe rather than later, you are going to regret this decision. He didn't. 
Harry Reid could care less about it, and and now he doesn't have to worry about it anymore. He's not in the Senate. Um, he's not in Schumer's position anymore as being Senate Minority Leader. And as far as Ruth Bader Ginsburg goes, Obama gave her the option to retire so that he could choose who was going to be the next Supreme Court Justice to um, fill her vacated uh, seat if she, you know, retired when she had the chance, when she had a Democrat president and a Democrat-controlled Senate. But Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she was so confident in having Hillary Clinton be the president in 2016, you know, the most career corrupt politician we've ever seen in our lifetime, who, by the way, is bringing out a podcast. Good luck to anyone who ever wants to listen to that trash. You know, it'll be about how she won the election and how Donald Trump's illegitimate and how he's controlled by Russia. You know, even though we've had, you know, a Senate report that says no collusion, a, a congressional report, no collusion, a Mueller report, no collusion, the Attorney General Bill Barr, no collusion. I mean, when when does it actually end? FBI investigation. There's no there there. No collusion there either. And we know that the FBI was out to get Trump. Now, anyway, so as far as Amy Coney Barrett goes, here's the headline. Liberal women's groups slam Amy Coney Barrett claims she will listen to this. Listen to this nonsense claims she will turn back the clock on equality. Liberal women's groups uh, in Planned Parenthood, go figure, are pulling no punches when going after President Trump's Supreme Court nominee, Amy Coney Barrett, the National Organization for Women, which is connected to a PAC that, oh, go figure, endorsed the Biden-Harris ticket. Well, according to Kamala Harris, the Fox News is the, is the citation behind this. As far as uh, Kamala Harris goes, well, they're saying that wrong. That's uh, the Harris administration alongside Biden. Even uh, Biden said a Harris administration with Joe Biden. They say she's going to turn back the clock on equality. Donald Trump and the Senate Republicans want to steal another seat on the Supreme Court so that Amy Coney Barrett can help repeal Roe v. Wade and shred the Affordable Care Act, but not before she votes with a new ultra-conservative majority to validate an election he intends to steal. That's the National Organization for Women and what they say. The president of Planned Parenthood, as well, political arm of the organization, said nominating Barrett constituted a particular insult to the legacy of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Barrett's history of hostility toward reproductive health and rights, expanded health care access, and more demonstrate that she will put Justice Ginsburg's long record of ensuring that everyone receives equal justice under the law at risk. That's what they're running with. Oh, by the way, um, The Rock yesterday, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the uh, former WWE wrestler turned Hollywood liberal elitist movie star he's out there he says he's gonna uh he said he's endorsing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and I love Kimberly Klasek um who's running for Congress in uh Baltimore who you know what a great two ads she's put out there as far as walking through the streets of Baltimore and actually giving a visit a visualization 
of what it's like to live in the inner cities now that have been under Democrat control for 50 plus years. Wait, so you sat down with one side and not the other, she said, to make an informed decision? Why not speak to Trump and Pence? And The Rock, as far as I know, hasn't said a single thing um, back to that. So there you go. So And hey, go figure, another Hollywood liberal elitist movie star endorsing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. She had uh, on CNN today. Brian Morgan uh, Stern, White House Deputy Press Secretary, went on fake news CNN. I don't even know. I don't even know. Peter Navarro does this too, White House Economic Advisor. I don't know why he goes on CNN. I really don't. Remember Jake Tapper cut the interview um, short? Well, guess what? This CNN anchor, Poppy Harlow, said today, um, because Morgan Stern was uh, going after the New York Times piece, which we know is trash and garbage and BS, this is what her exact quote was. You keep doing this, this interview will end. Oh, now, don't you think, as going back to my initial point, Government and Sunshine Act, wanting more transparency from our government, well, the press has an obligation to hold our government accountable. You're literally interviewing someone who, a White House deputy press secretary, and she's saying that, well, I don't like what you're saying. I don't like how you're firing back at me and my lies and false narratives that I'm going to end this interview. I mean, have you ever seen journalists, so-called journalists, you know, or the Democrat Party that literally they could care less? I've never seen a party care less about freedom of speech than the Democrat Party and their accomplices in the mainstream media. Now, I got I sort of previewed this earlier as far as Joe Biden saying over the weekend i got to the senate 180 years ago well now he was on msdnc with uh stephanie ruel or or something like that i totally forget um her name and she was so biden's trying to talk about the ppp and the coronavirus relief um funding that was finally given out and allocated to the american people and he couldn't even finish the line he was trying to say she literally had to tell him what it was. She had to say it for him. Then as well, he was on there just referring to a person called John. And it's like, Joe, what are you even talking about? No one even knows. You know, at this point in time, he doesn't even know who he's referring to or what he's even talking about. Now, I want to keep on um, with CNN as well because I'm going after them a lot today. My goodness gracious. Now, CNN on uh uh saturday oh and by the way if you ever, didn't watch uh coney barrett's speech it was fantastic you know do you, what do you want a constitutionalist originalist on the court you know faithfully execute the you know what the law says interpret the law of the united states constitution i won't be ginsburg I won't be a liberal activist on the court well as cnn was doing a um a live shot of it they had to literally cut it short because there was people literally shouting at them, CNN is fake news. You know, another um, embarrassment as far as CNN goes. Mitch McConnell, United States, Senate Majority Leader, as far as Coney Barrett, Donald Trump's selection of Amy Coney Barrett. Senate will evaluate this nomination on the basis of Judge, Bar Judge Barrett's objective qualifications. 
but it cannot escape notice that this nominee has already won um has already won national ad admiration for her shining example of strong female leadership at the very top of her field the court the senate and the american people and by the way i'm paraphrasing mcconnell's statement not to mention the nominee and her family deserve a fair process that is focused on judge barrett's qualifications i hope all 100 senators will treat this serious process with the dignity and respect it should command well chuck schumer and mazzy hirono and senator blumenthal as the president used to call him denang dick he called referred to him yesterday as hanoi dick you know because he lied about being um in vietnam senator richard blumenthal they all said now we're not meeting with her and it's all illegitimate and we can't get over the fact that we lost not only in 2016 but 2018 as well so that call for mcconnell for unity from the senators the all 100 of them you know who are supposed to be examples of you know leadership in this country yeah that that call already isn't happening now lindsey graham senate judiciary committee chairman lindsey graham here is the timeline how it's going to pan out as far as as far as coney barrett um and her confirmation process goes senator lindsey graham says that uh the timeline of judge coney barrett's supreme court confirmation process mark it in your diaries starts on october 12th more than half of the supreme court justices who have had hearings were done within 16 days or less he says so we'll start on october 12th we'll have a day of introduction We'll have two days of questioning, Tuesday and Wednesday, and October 5th, we'll begin the markup. We'll hold it for over a week, and we'll report her nomination out of the committee on October 22nd. Then it will be up to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell as to, do, uh, as to what to do with the nomination once it comes out of the committee. He's, uh, he continued and said, Democrats will try to destroy Judge Barrett at their own peril. Their base is going nuts. Now listen to this. They've raised $300 million since the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm being outraised two to one, Lindsey Graham says. Every Republican running uh, for the Senate is being hit hard with all of this money. Now you might wonder, why isn't Lindsey Graham starting a meet? Well, yes, tomorrow we have the debate, but on Wednesday wednesday is a massive day andrew mccabe headline yahoo news andrew mccabe james comey scheduled to testify before senate judiciary committee senator lindsey graham said uh yesterday fbi uh deputy director andrew mccabe will testify on october 6th now as far as his boss goes that being um james comey james comey is set to testify on wednesday uh about you know the entire crossfire hurricane now uh, uh spoke about this um about this barnett guy it really didn't give much context into him but william barnett is his name william barnett was the fbi agent that we talked about on thursday and friday so he was the one that was on there he was on robert Mueller's team and he said quote he believed the special counsel's prosecution of former white house national security advisor michael flynn was part of an attitude to get trump 
How about that, huh? That's what the Mueller team was there for, to get Trump. Now, Lindsey Graham responded to that and said, when you look at what Mr. Barnett says and the way they defrauded the FISA court, you get a clear picture that these people are on a mission to go after Trump. Can you imagine if the shoe was on the other foot? That if Republicans had done this, there's a day of reckoning coming, Lindsey Graham almost promised yesterday. Just stay tuned. There's more coming. There's something else coming. More damning than this, believe it or not. Now, at this point in time, um, you have to believe uh, Lindsey Graham and see what's coming. Now, the, also the confirmation, FBI source claim about Michael Flynn was inaccurate. That was a um, special agent, uh, William Barnett. He was saying himself that, um, you know, besides that he thought it was just um, a, a ploy, you know, this whole stunt to get Trump, that he was saying he initially believed the information was concerning and potentially significant to the Flynn investigation about the fact that they were using this uh, confidential human source, the FBI, and that this guy was a Russian agent that between 2009 and 2011 that there was this counterintelligence investigation going on that said yeah this guy is working with russia remember the same uh source by the way the subsource that steel used was saying that um yeah you know if you can help me out a little bit if you can get jobs into the administration well maybe i can make you a little extra money i can't i just it, it, it literally boggles the mind that the FBI is supposed to keep us safe, you know, the, the, the best, the greatest law enforcement agency in the, you would want to say in the entire world, definitely in this country, you know, was going on, it was literally being weaponized, being sick like dogs by a, by a president, as far as O being the name that they gave him, Barack Obama, you know, being used as a political weapon to go after Donald Trump and the FBI kept running. They, you know, I always say in life, you have the choice between right and wrong every single day. If you continue to choose right, well, you're going to live a good life. You're going to see that the right choices you have made have given you, you know, different opportunities and if you, you get good things that come out of it, you continue to choose wrong, though. Again, over and over again, choosing wrong, you eventually become a bad person. It's just what happens. The whole FBI here, <clears throat> as far as Comey and McCabe and Strzok and Page, every single last one of them continuously chose wrong. They all need to be held accountable and prosecuted for their actions now let's move forward from the fbi um because tomorrow one of the topics chris wallace wants to get into is the integrity of our election around 1400 virginia voters received two absentee ballots in mail officials blame printer problems how many times are we going to have excuses as to why there is voter fraud. Around 1,400 Virginia voters received two absentee ballots in the mail. A problem with the printer resulted in employees accidentally 
sending out two ballots. That was in Fairfax County in Virginia. Officials instructed people who received two ballots to destroy the second and noted that only one would be counted. A higher demand for absentee ballots amid COVID-19, the Democrats' biggest excuse as to why they can cheat in an election, why they want mail-in voting, was also partially to blame. Uh, officials suggested, according to the now Biden-endorsed Washington Post, paperwork sits in a box as absentee ballot election workers stuff ballot applications at the Mecklenburg County, there's a picture here of it. It says, despite the extra ballots being mailed, experts have confidence that widespread voter fraud is not an issue. That was Fox uh, 5 DC reporting that. Still, the incident seems to have some worried about the process. You think so? I think everyone should be worried about the process and should be worried about mail-in voting. If you can go out to a friend's house, if you can go to a restaurant, if you can go to a bar, if you can go grocery shopping, if you can go to doctor's appointments, if you can go to the dentist, then you can vote in person. There should be no, now listen, if you're out of the country, obviously request an absentee ballot, but mail-in voting is a total scam put forward by a Democrat party that understands that their candidate is not strong enough to beat Donald Trump, which I am seriously hoping and I have the utmost confidence in Donald Trump tomorrow night. By the way, Donald Trump, today the president was in uh, Lordstown, uh, Ohio and was looking at the uh, manufacturing of the, uh, the White House has it here, the 2021 Endurance, the world's uh, first all-electric commercial pickup truck. And uh, by the way, that's uh, Ohio being one of the 15 uh, states that's going to decide this election. Now we'll stay right on the topic of Ohio because I want to give my what I want to see tomorrow in the presidential debate. If I was advising Donald Trump to say, how do you win this debate? By the way, you just show up. Really, it's as simple as that. But why don't, and here are the topics. So I'll, re I'll t read you all the topics of the debates. And then we'll, we'll do some of the headlines here. So you got tomorrow, 9 o'clock uh, Eastern time to 1030, 90 minutes. The topics being Trump and Biden's records. The Supreme Court, COVID-19, the economy, race and violence in our cities, and the integrity of our election. Those are all the topics that Chris Wallace wants to get into tomorrow. Now, like I said, tomorrow will be Joe Biden and Chris Wallace against Donald Trump. Here are some of the headlines. NPR, when is the first presidential debate? Fox News, Biden aggressively prepares for debate while Trump cautions against excess preparation. Uh, Biden, how about this, Politico? What a joke Politico is. Biden campaign clap back. Trump's best debate case made in urine. Oh, by the way, Joe Biden says he's not going to take a drug test. Go figure, because again, he's just a liar and a phony and he couldn't function. Um, you know, we've seen his cognitive issues. I mean, my goodness gracious, the guy's a total old bumbling buffoon. New York Times, oh my goodness, who would believe a single thing out of that publication anymore? Trump deflects questions about taxes. Because read our story, read our story in the New York Times. But first debate has a new issue. 
CNBC, if the presidential debate has a clear winner, it could show up in a big market move. CNN, Chris Wallace won't fact check Trump and Biden um, during the debate. The New York Times as well, how the debate between Trump and Biden will play on TV. Don't expect fact checks. Supreme Court fight uh, front and center at Biden-Trump debate. The Guardian UK publication, Biden's team hopes for a repeat of his 2012 performance as Trump debate nears. How Biden will debate Trump, the unpredictable aggressor. I want to go back to the Guardian story here. The headline in the Guardian, Biden's team hopes for a repeat of 2020 perform or 2012 performance. Uh, someone should tell them that this is not the same Joe Biden anymore. This is a Joe Biden that just simply, in, in the simplest of terms, he is not there. Mentally shot. Cognitively shot. He needs a teleprompter to answer questions. You know, we've seen him before. Raise it up here a little bit. And, oh, I, can't, I can't read it on the teleprompter. Now, what I want Joe, what I want to hear tomorrow, if I say, Mr. President, you win this debate by simply doing these things. Bring up Joe Biden's 47-year disastrous record. Give the numbers that we that we've given out on this program before, where you had more debt than any other of the presidents before them. The 43 Biden and Obama, uh, they accumulated more debt than any of the other 43 of them combined. Under Biden Obama. One in six men between the ages of 18 and 34 were either incarcerated or not working. You had 43 million Americans living in poverty. 95 million Americans out of the labor force. Joe Biden had no idea how to be second in command of this country. Bring up the gaps that Joe, uh, that Jake Tapper was so afraid to do in front, in front of Jill Biden. Bring up the comments, you ain't black. And unlike the black community, the Hispanic community is incredibly diverse. Well, hit him on his record. Hit him and say, in 1977, you were a complete segregationist. You were saying that you don't want your kids to grow up in a racial jungle. You're the same person that eulogized Robert Byrd, who was a vehement <clears throat> racist and a segregationist, along with Senator Strom Thurmond. Those are all Joe Biden's buddies. You think Joe Biden has changed? Not a single bit. His comments about the African-American community early throughout this entire year has shown us that he has not changed a single bit. How about the campaign? Stopping at 10 in the morning. What is Biden so afraid of? It's just a danger. To have him as a president. You think world leaders are going to say, well, I better get there early because at 10 o'clock, he's already done for the day. World leaders will eat Joe Biden apart. I've said it many times before that if Joe Biden becomes the president, this country, this nation bows down, bows down to China and the Chinese Communist Party. How about no teleprompter, Joe? What are you afraid to take a drug test? Now, if I'm Donald Trump, <clears throat> what am I going to do? tout his accomplishments the best economy this country has ever seen the lowest unemployment records for blacks asians latinos women youths disabled americans bringing companies back here new trade deals with china with japan the usmca getting us out of the paris climate accord 
you know, almost 300 miles of southern border wall built. Trillions of dollars Donald Trump gave to the U.S. military. He rebuilt the VA, right to try. That was Donald Trump. He's the biggest pro-life president there is or has been. How about oil and gas? This is something that Joe Biden cannot and will not, should not ever be let off the hook for. I have given the numbers plenty of times before. As far as fracking goes, do not make the mistake of allowing Joe Biden to tell you that he is for fracking, that he will not ban fracking, that he will not ban fossil fuels. He absolutely will. If fracking is banned, don't take Philip Ward's word for it. Listen to the American Petroleum Institute. A $900 billion increase in U.S. household energy costs through 2030, 10 years from now. Oh, by the way, in 2035, California's banning gas cars. Go, How will that work? You turn your appliances off, turn your air conditioner down, and more forests, more wildfires just occurring and showing up from anywhere. And, oh, yeah, no more gas-powered cars either. $6.3 trillion less for families to spend on priorities. $7.1 trillion in potential losses to the U.S. economy by 2030. In just two years' time, 2022, 7.3 fewer U.S. jobs. That's what Joe Biden will implement. And by the way, as I'm Donald Trump, I say along with that, bring up the numbers as far as fracking goes and say, Joe, you want to eliminate energy, eliminate oil and gas from this country. And the U.S., by the way, is a now a net exporter. We are energy independent. We don't rely on other countries to get oil and to get gas. We don't have to go to Iran so far away and the Straits of Hormuz there. We don't have to deal with that nonsense. Um, do you want health care to be public? Do you want to expand Obamacare? You know, do you want to go and see a new doctor every single time you're sick? You know, do you want criminals released from jail? Minnesota Freedom Fund, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden releasing prisoners? Is that what you want? Do you want the country to turn in to New York State where literally if criminals don't have uh, bail money, you know, cash free bail, they just go free? A Harris administration alongside with Joe Biden. Do you want a national mask mandate? Do you support the Second Amendment? Beto O'Rourke is Biden's guy as far as guns go. Beto O'Rourke says, oh, hell yes, we're going to take away your guns. You know, close to two, you know, I think at this point we're over 200 justices confirmed all throughout the country um, as far as uh, federal judges go. Now, at this point in time, Donald Trump, he's got two Supreme Court justices already under his belt, confirmed. Now, at this point, he could potentially have a third Supreme Court justice confirmed. $250 million annually to historically black colleges and universities. And Biden says he started off, man. I started off at Delaware State. Those are my folks. Yeah, fact check that. That's a complete and utter lie. And as well as on top of that, uh, criminal justice reform, Donald Trump, First Step Act, Donald Trump, 
far as the George Floyd situation went, he expedited an investigation into George Floyd's death. Opportunity zones put forward by Donald Trump. School choice, Donald Trump, as well as that, he's pledged $500 billion to black communities. Lowering prescription drug costs has happened under Donald Trump. The death of Soleimani, al-Baghdadi, 100% of the ISIS caliphate. Remember in 2016 about ISIS and how ISIS was running wild, was rampant. We heard about a different ISIS attack almost every single day. And that was Biden, Obama. They did nothing about it. Remember the whole um, Assad and the uh, line, and you better not cross the line. Well, guess what he did as far as Syria goes, and Barack Obama and Joe Biden didn't do a single thing about it. Now, politics 101. I mean, it's politics 101, folks. Why would you ever say you're going to raise taxes? Because Donald Trump implemented the most historic tax cuts of all time, Joe Biden says, I'm going to raise your taxes. Now, when you talk about people's money, they listen. Please take Joe Biden at his word. You know, they tell you who they are if you just care to listen. When it comes to your money, Joe Biden will take thousands and thousands of dollars away from the working class, the middle class American people in this country that just enjoy having freedoms, you know, be, having liberty in this country, providing for their families, putting food on the table for them. Joe Biden's going to take money right out of your pockets. He's not even hiding it. He's literally said, I'm going to raise taxes. That's what Joe Biden said. If I'm Donald Trump, bring that up and bring up the thing that's glare it's just staring everyone in the face it we know that it makes joe biden uncomfortable it makes him angry it makes him nervous hunter biden hunter biden december 14th 2013 hunter biden's company makes a 1.5 billion dollar deal with a subsidiary of the chinese government's bank of china hunter biden April of 2014, appointed to the board of Burisma Holdings, an energy company in Ukraine, where he was getting paid $83,000 a month, and he had no experience in energy, no experience in oil, no experience in gas, didn't even speak the Ukrainian language, yet he's profiting off of it. How about the Senate report that came out last week as far as uh, Hunter Biden goes? 3.5 million dollars he was getting from the so-called first lady of moscow you know batarina his ties to sex trafficking prostitution and all the crack the man was doing he's a crackhead i mean was, was joe talking to hunter when he said come on man what are you a junkie you know what what come on man and uh you know for real and no no joke not a joke well, this is all Hunter Biden. The media don't care to cover it. By the way, he was kicked out of the military because of his ties to crack, because he was a crackhead. 
It's unbelievable. Yet the media don't want to bring it up. But Donald Trump has the opportunity. He has the chance tomorrow to bring all of that up. Economic prosperity. Donald Trump. Lifting the burden of overregulation. Fairer trade. Securing the border. Restoring the rule of law. Safer communities. Advancing America's interests abroad. Rebuilding the nation's defense. Honoring veterans. Combating the opioid crisis. Putting patients first. Safeguarding life and religious liberty. Transforming the courts. Energy dominance. Educational opportunities. Paul, Spare, uh, Paul Bedard excuse me, pointed that out in the Washington Examiner a long while back. On this program, we have talked about it since January. I have put forward the national emergency paint, uh, portrait painted by John McNaughton out of Salt Lake City in Utah, where you have all the major Democrat uh, uh, Democratic politicians on the left stepping on the American flag. Donald Trump on the right, though, is hoping, is praying, is working to fix this country, working to implement his agenda of making America great again. Now, as far as tomorrow goes, the states that have to watch the debate, that you need to understand what's going on, the two different glaring visions for this country. One keeps capitalism, keeps the free market economy, allows Americans to have liberty, have freedom, have prosperity. That's all Donald J. Trump and what Donald J. Trump wants to put forward. Florida, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Ohio, it's happening in your state tomorrow. Case Western Reserve University and the Cleveland Clinic, North Carolina, Arizona, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Colorado, Iowa, New Mexico, New Hampshire, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and Utah. You are the 15 states that are going to decide which way we go as far as this country. As far as who we want leading this country. Now, you know that tomorrow night, by the way, that you have Joe Lockhart, the former Clinton campaign advisor, has already said to Joe Biden, don't you dare be afraid to be boring. And whatever you do, do not debate Donald Trump. The New York Times, with their whole tax return garbage about Donald Trump, another bombshell from the mainstream media, right? We've heard enough bombshells in the past four years, and guess what? It hasn't hurt Donald Trump one bit. If anything, all this stupid, phony, fake reporting, as, as far as I'm concerned, has only strengthened Donald Trump's base. But the New York Times themselves advising Joe Biden, do not debate Donald Trump. The biggest one of them all saying, don't debate Trump, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. She said it again over the weekend. You know why? Why would you even bother? Not that I don't think he'd be excellent, but why even bother debating this man? So tomorrow is the day that we will finally see it happen. And I am just, I like I said, I have the utmost, every day my, my, confidence grows in seeing a Donald Trump landslide but first I am very certain that tomorrow night will be a great night for the President of the United States